Yo, it's your boy Clue World, and I want to welcome you to Levels to this podcast. This is season one, episode four. And y'all, I got a treat for y'all. I got the smoothest man on the strings. I'm telling you, I call this man the lieutenant. I love this dude. We have been rocking with each other for shoot. Not a decade yet, but it's gonna be a decade soon, man. I love this guy, this his genuineness. Um just all that I've learned from him and his purity. He used to be my, really my next door neighbor, you know what I'm saying? But I miss this guy and I just want to introduce y'all to my brother, my friend, Kerry Marshall. What's going What's on, man? bro? Yo, I'm glad <laughs> to be here, man. Yo. Man, I'm glad to have you, bro. Leave, I, I, <laughs> this is my first time seeing this man in a long period of time, too. Just so y'all know, I ain't... <laughs> Unless it's Instagram, that's the only time I see my man. Right, you feel me? But right, bro, right, right. It's been crazy, man. I used to be able to just go across the street and say, "What's up?" I know, like, I'm walking <laughs> down the street, see each other walking down the street. Yeah, man. How you been, man? Man, I've been good, man. I can't, I can't even complain, man. Life has been really good. There have been some challenges. You already know with the pandemic and just life in general, but like resiliency is one of my strong points, man. Just bouncing back and coming even greater, man. So like. Life is good, bro. I can't Absolutely. explain. God is good. Awesome. Awesome, man. So I, I guess to give a backstory on on this. So Carrie is one of the founding fathers of the Philosophers LA. Right. And um, as I interviewed LJ last <laughs> time, when it comes to this, there's, what of it? It's five of us, right? It's five. Five, yeah, five yeah, founding five. fathers. Yeah. It's me, it's LJ, you, Bama, and Slim. And slim, yup. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get those guys on here, That's especially Bamba. Right, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I think we. I, I might have to do one with all of us on here because it's that would be dope, bro. You... I'm gonna do that one. I'm gonna do that yeah, one. You gotta do that. But what's so crazy is I remember hearing about Carrie before I even got back to LA. I was on tour, and I just heard that there's these cats from Alabama, and they they stinky out here for real they crazy i'm like all right i gotta check these guys out i right. get back and i'm just like this man right here got this man been through some things right right <laughs> man but to to say that man i've learned so much from you over the years your stoicness your work ethic um professionalism i mean like in your playing is top tier i don't if you have not heard this man, okay? okay. If you have not heard this man, <laughs> you, get get you some, get you some for sure. But I'm 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 gonna start here with it, bro. Please let the people know what you do and you know where you from and stuff like that. Give us a little backdrop. So originally, um, well, I'm a military brat. So I was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I claim Birmingham as home because I was there from fifth grade on through throughout college. So. You know, I, I claim that as home, but I've lived in Washington State as a kid. Um, so Birmingham is always home for me. I currently am residing in Atlanta, Georgia. But uh, a little bit of backstory and what I do. Um, I've always had a passion for music ever since I was old enough and could remember six. Started playing in church when I was about 10 or 11. Wasn't very good. I was the guy that we put on like Wednesday night and Friday nights just, you know, just to kind of fill the space. Would not play on Sunday um, and just kind of kept at it, man. And honestly, uh when I joined the military straight out of high school, I got decent around like, you know, 15, 16 and 17, kind of playing in quartet groups. But in the military, you get to meet so many different people from different backgrounds. 
right. and you learn different genres of music. So I got exposed to a lot of different ways of playing guitar, way of playing an acoustic guitar, way to play like R&B, jazz. And so I just kind of built upon the, my quartet foundation. And then in um, 2013, you know, me and the homies were just like, yo, let's let's go out west, man. If I really want to get it at the top level. I'm tired of like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Chitlin circuit. Wherever you are in your, in your journey, everybody has a journey. But I got tired of playing on the Chitlin circuit and kind of just saying names and nobody would know who they were. So I was like, yo, let, I want to play for some household names. You know what I mean? So right. went out west yeah. and just really like the favorite guy was really upon us, man. Like really upon me, man. And like the unit that we work with because got an opportunity to play for some of like my favorite artists and work with some of my favorite musicians and build some lifelong friendships that are more than friendships, man. Like the philosophers, bro, you guys became like brothers to me. You guys are still like brothers. So like anytime, what's crazy, you talked about LJ. LJ was just here with The weekend maybe a month ago. And he was like, mm-hmm. yo, you in town? I was like, yeah, bro. He's like, pull up. I had tickets. I had VIP tickets. I'm backstage. So it's just like, it's a brotherhood that we built, man. So yeah. to know that like music was the the catalyst that kind of connected us, but like the the character and the development that we had amongst each other, man, has been like a real brotherhood. So, and I'm grateful, dude. Like seriously, man. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm grateful too, bro. Cause it's like, I know that when I call you, you'll pick up which is right. rare. I don't call you. <laughs> but if I did, right. you're going to pick up or you're going to get back to me. I swear, like anytime I've ever called you, you picked up, even if you had just a quick second, like you had to get back and do something. It'd right. be like, hey, bro, I'm doing this, but I'm going to get back to you. And people don't understand. Picking up says a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially in our industry, up, you already know. Our, <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of these cats, you be like, your phone be with you? I don't know. Oh, Never mind. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> man, it's crazy, bro. But um, yeah, man. And what what's also dope is me and Carrie got a great opportunity to actually play alongside each other, and that was the dopest right. because I ain't gonna lie, that that was a chilling circuit, but it was I I can't oh, say man. there was a show that was not fun, right? I still think about the, the solo at Yoshi's in Oakland when we were playing and you walked across the stage and came back. <laughs> oh, man. That was crazy, man. It was a lot of fun, though. I had a great time, dude. Indeed, and indeed, man. about the Yoshi show, that was the first time my aunt has ever got a chance to see me play live. You know what I mean? Wow. So I had an aunt that lived in Richmond, so I was like, yo, come to the show. She came out, and I was like, it was the first time she got it. You know, because she's always heard or seen stuff through social media. But never right, right. person. So that was the first time for her to get a chance to see me play live, which was great. Great. So I'll never forget that moment. Bro, it's a, the most beautiful thing is letting your letting your people see you shine oh, yeah. further than the, the Instagrams and stuff like that. It's cool, you know. Sure. Man, what's crazy is I want to say my grandparents were able to come and see us do do that. Yeah, oh, wow. my my parents had them pull up because luckily it was a show early enough because you know old right. people go to sleep. You already <laughs> know. Seven nights. <laughs> right across ugly, but man, like, so we know you're a guitar player, but one thing that you left off, you're a producer as well, yeah. and you're and you're a worldwide guitar instructor. Yeah, definitely. Tell us a little That's about crazy. that, man. Yeah, seriously, man, I appreciate that. Um, so how it started was I started giving out Skype lessons and YouTube lessons like years ago, like maybe like 2009. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with touring, if you're not in that circuit, tours come and go. You know, sometimes artists want to get new MDs or whatever. So I was working with this particular artist. And so they brought in a new MD. Most of the times when new MDs come in, even though the band, the older band may be dope, 
They just want a fresh start. They want their people. So I didn't right. have any affiliation to the new MD. So of course the old unit got let go. And in that particular time, you know, where you already have your mindset for a tour, you've already spent cash that you don't even have. So I'm just like, yo, right. what am I going to do? So one of my students wind up being my business partner um, and, you know, proposed like this crazy plan was like, yo, I see you doing some other stuff for some other sites. Have you ever thought about doing your own thing? And I'm, you know, my mindset moving to LA was I want a tour. Like that's what it is. Like, because, you know, there's a shelf life to this, you know, you may be the best, but there's a shelf life. So you got to get it in where you can get it in. Preach about and it. So they were like, well, listen, if you give me a year, you develop it. They showed me some numbers and some figures that you potentially make. And I was like, there's no way I can make that kind of money teaching. There's no way. They were like, right. listen, what do you have to lose? If it doesn't work in a year, what do you have to lose? So I said, okay, cool. I locked in and started building this thing called Carrie's Camp. And it, when I say it has taken off to supersede anything that I could ever expect for it to be, it's a, it's a blessing, man. Um, and so what it is essentially we're teaching specifically three genres, R&B, neo, soul, and gospel, because the guitar structure is all over the place, but there's a certain sound that we have and a certain way, a method that we teach that people have just gravitated towards. So right. we have something called Carrie's Camp, and we really, are, right now, I think we have 800 students worldwide, and um, the pandemic wow. was a blessing in disguise, literally like yes. a blessing in disguise, and we're, we're continuing to expand, we're continuing to make the brand in the, in the and the product even better by just listening to what the consumer says. But essentially, we're teaching people how to play. As I as I said all the time, we're giving people the sauce. I give you the sauce. You make whatever kind of kind of you know plate that you want to make with it, whatever you use, whatever kind of ingredients. But now you have the format, you have the basis of it. So that's what we do, and I love it. Man, that's so dope. What's crazy is so I had a young I had a young fella of mine, a young mentee, and I remember. It's funny how God sets things up that right. and i'm so thankful for his favor like there's so many guys that i start to mentor and they'll be like oh man i would love to get with this person i would love to get with this person i'll be like yo that's bro i'll call him and right. i remember calling you and being like yo my young boy he wants to get on guitar and stuff like that you was like yeah man for sure and i was just like wow like here it is i got i got somebody i can really call and that really yeah. benefits people because Let's be honest. A lot of people don't want to give the sauce away, but it's nah. like it's like the people that are winning are the mass producers, not of the course. ones who keep the sauce for themselves. Man, cool. and, this is one thing I learned, dude. Seriously, it's just like you know how your mama got a recipe and she could right. she could give it to everybody that she knows. It's never gonna taste like mama's cooking. It it's may be good. It is never gonna be the same, and so. <laughs> One of the things that I realized, man, I can give you the exact ingredients, but interpretation yeah. is what makes us all unique. You know, absolutely. I can give the same, you, like you, your drumsticks, you can give your drumsticks to 12 drummers. Y'all could all get on and play the same song and it will sound diff different. The song may right. be the same, but the approach is different. And even if you say like, yo, I'm doing two on the high hat, four on the floor, it's still going to feel different. So Correct. one of the yep. things that I learned along this journey was the more that you give away, the more that you get back. And Come on, teaching other people how to play the song. Like I was going over a couple of songs I got to play tomorrow in DC, but like even teaching the song, like showed me like, oh wow, like I I thought about it this way, but I, I'm learning some different stuff. Even as I teach, I'm learning some different wow. stuff. Wow, myself up because I'm giving some of the stuff away. So it doesn't matter. Like, and when you're not intimidated and when you're not insecure about what you got, right? There's nothing like because there's enough for everybody. We all can. Come on now. Together. It's bro, it's enough out here for everybody. I ain't, 
honestly, the more of us eating the mean, that means I ain't got to feed too many more of the people. <laughs> right, I exactly. tell people all the time, like, I'm not, I'm a bit, I'm big on like wanting to see people win. I tell, I just told somebody this yesterday. I was like, check this out. I don't want to have to plus one nobody to the after party. No. I don't want, I want, I want to see you there and be like, man, I didn't know you was going to be, matter of fact, let me take that back. I knew you was going to be here. I just didn't know when you was going to show up. Exactly. You feel me? Like, it's, it's not even that. It's just like, you got a lot of people who, who don't want to see their people win. And for me, it's like, the more your team, the more winners on your team is the more championships you get. That's what I'm saying, bro. Listen, that, but the thing that comes with a, a certain level of, security in your own ability maturity and knowing that like it's okay like i said the maturity comes from winning you want your people to win bro i yeah i i promise you thinking about the philosophers i felt so dope to say like lj was my big bro like i'm seeing him on stage like yo how did you get here bro my my homie is playing like you know what i mean i remember a few years back i went to i believe it was the amas and um i saw LJ playing on stage and it was like a commercial break and I just yelled out I said yo what up LJ so mind you everybody in the crowd was like who is this dude talking to and he was like what up smooth that moment that kind of can seeing your eyes win you know what I mean so that's what it's all about bro like I'm always gonna cheerlead for my bros right you know what I mean because if y'all winning I'm just because I'm connected to y'all I'm still winning come on now come on bro I I tell people all the time like I vicariously win through other people when right. I see y'all winning, that means that God is planning me around people that are growing, that are that are exactly. showing, exactly. and it's it's friendly competition. You did that. Well, watch what I do next. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're pushing each other, bro. Like, come on. That's man. how you push. That's I how you it, push, bro. Well, one thing that I've never asked you is like, what are some who? What are some of your influence mm. influences? Like, what catered to your sound? Because when I heard you, I ain't gonna lie. I heard you, but I know that there's certain ingredients that were placed right. inside of you. And I've never asked you in depth, like, where, where did you get your sound from? Or do you feel like That's you got your question. sound from? That's a great question. So I would have to say for starters, because if anybody sees me play, me using the whammy bar, that's Jugo all day. He, Correct. for me, is by far his approach and the way that he plays, even his chord voicings, like this dude is just like next to none for me. Yes, right. Um, yes. So Jubu definitely has a lot of influence. If you go back and start to dissect my plan, you'd be like, yo, that's Jubu right there. I can hear that. But the next person for me is Walls, Eric Walls. I tell people all Woo. the time, like, if you look at Walls, it's like that high end, like, you know what I'm saying? Like high end brand. I'm I'm like that, that great value. It may not have the right name on it, but it's just as effective. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I tell you all the time, man, like Walls is like, for me, I stack him against anybody because I feel like he's yes. just that Swiss army knife. It doesn't matter if it's pop. Doesn't matter if it's R and B. Doesn't matter if it's gospel. He is literally like that guy. So Walls he's for that. Sure. Yeah. Sean Hinton is another another good guy. Uh, for me. Tim Stewart, uh, Mark Letiri, Kevin Wilson, Spanky. I feel like those guys are the ones that I've gleaned so many different nuggets from and just added it mm -hmm. to my plate. And I feel like I, I was just in the, in the kitchen, like a pot of gumbo, just kind of stirring it up, tweaking certain things because I didn't want to sound like a carbon copy. I definitely wanted to have my own identity. But they right, gave right. me enough to be like, yo, add this a little bit of that, add a little bit of this. Okay, tweak that so that way it doesn't sound identical, but it's enough to where it gives a character of like, okay, who cool, he can sit in a lot of these different seats too. 
man. And I and, and what's crazy is you can hear all of those elements. And what was so dope about you when you got to LA, all the LA cats loved you, but you right. still had that Bama on you though. Of course. You still had it on you. And just so y'all know, this is he is a full fledged in the blood Alabama football fan. So <laughs> I'm surprised you ain't got nothing on. <laughs> You see that helmet, bro? I know. I'm surprised I don't. You didn't have a shirt and a hat on, like Listen. just so you know. <laughs> don't if get it, it twisted. Was Friday, yes, for sure. If it was Friday or Saturday, yes, you would have caught me at everything. Man, man. Well, I guess want to. I want to ask this because everybody's journey is different. Right. But what do you feel like um, has sustained you this long in the industry? Like, what mm. what things did you? Feel like really helped you stay long because everybody's is different. Some some right. some's is desperation. Some's is, right. um, you know, just being in being in somebody's pocket. Somebody right. some's is just being cheap. What right. was your what what was your way? For me, th- that maintain the longevity that I still have in the industry. Number one is you got to be dependable. Like I think dependability yeah. is one of the number all assets that you want to have and being in the community and being in the industry too. Right. Um, just a good people person. Most of our gigs, like anybody can do our gigs. We already know that. 45 right. hour, hour and a half, two hours on stage. Anybody can do that. But who are you out when you're off the stage? That's the one thing that I glean from a lot of artists. Like you're off, you're off stage more time than you are on stage and you spend more time. And if people just really don't like you, don't like hanging with you, Right. People, I think a lot of times in our industry, especially guys that are trying to get in or that are just barely in, forget how important the hang is. Yep. You hanging out and being a good person off stage is more effective than just your playing in your chops. Um, so Correct. I would say number one, like dependability, the hang, you gotta have skill sets. So let's just say and you gotta be able to be uh versatile. There's been yep. plenty of times I've been in sessions, I've been in, on stage or whatever, and they're just like, yo, can we can we flip the song a little bit? Can we add a little bit of this? And if you have enough in your bag, you're able to kind of showcase that and bring that to the forefront. So I would yep. definitely say those are like three pinnacles. And then from there, you got to just use your eyes and ears, like listen and then learn, yep. be willing to learn. Don't feel like you know everything in the sense of where nobody can tell you anything. Um, even Man. if you think you already know it, they may have a different approach that's going to help you do it better. Or like my mom say all the time, man, pick the fish off the bone. You don't have to take all of it. Just take the stuff that you need and then you'll be straight. You know what I mean? So. Yes, bro. Listen and learn is something that I used was a mantra I used to give I used to and still give my daughter today. When you oh, go into sure. school, you're you're going there to listen and to mm-hmm. learn. But even as adults, you go into these rooms and these avenues and spaces to listen and to learn. And when you yeah, stop exactly. thinking that when you start thinking you know everything is when you stop growing. Yourself for failure. Exactly. Bro, Especially like, because it's it's the same, but it's still evolving. You know, every I mean? day you got to be able to like listen and learn and evolve and then change with it. If you don't make adjustments, you can be left in the cold, bro. Bro, and and it's it's cold out there. It's, it's cold, cold for real. It's it's, cold. it's so cold. A lot of niggas have to go home. You hear what I'm oh, saying? <laughs> While with hot, the quickness. with the quickness, bro. I mean, for me, like, I I love to see all that you've done because when you when you when I seen you do the carry camp, I was like, wow, this is. First of all, this is something that a lot of people don't think of. You have people who have lockouts and will do, um, will do, you know, practicing with people and stuff like that, or they'll try to get into a school real quick. But you said, no, 
there's pe- I can't reach everybody from these little from these little spaces. Nah, and eight hundred in, right? You, and, it, pro- and this was before COVID, right? And we're still growing. Ooh, man, yeah. let me tell you. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. There's a few times, like you were saying, like thinking about being in a brick and mortar, which you know, there's nothing against it. But you know, for mm. me, living in LA, as you already know, before I moved, um, and even here, like brick and mortars are just confined spaces, which are great, but it limits you to the rest of the world. If you put mm-hmm. it on the internet, anybody can touch it at any time because you already know there's different time zones, different yeah. countries, everybody's on a different level. Man, me living like across the street, you know, my neighbors used to be like, bro, you got to cut off at 10. <laughs> 10 to 10, bro. Like, so let's just say I got, a, I got a client in the UK and they're like, yo, bro, it's it's like, you know, I'm ready to, re-. I'm like, but if, for me, it's past 10. I can't be in there trying to like teach something. So I was right. missing money. I was like, I got to figure out a way where I can wow. create a space where people can go on at any time, anytime that they want. They can watch it as many times as they want. So learn at their own pace. Yeah, if it's on the internet. It lives there. And then what we would it do is like there. once a month we do a live Q and A. So if anybody's got a question, they can all but make their schedules according to that. And even if you're not available, you can send your questions in ahead of time. We answer them and then we put them on the site. So they they constantly live there. So you can go back and rewatch. That's the wow. beauty of like things being on the internet versus just like if you do a lesson one time. Let's say yep. I forgot the lick that you showed me. I forgot the feel that you showed me. And you're like, well, I don't really remember what I showed you. I'm like, oh, it's all recorded. So you can go back and rewatch it, you know, and be like, oh, okay, that's what he did. That's correct. So you can slow it down to be like, isolate the movements and be like, okay, cool. That's what he did. You know what I mean? Wow. That's, I, there's been plenty of times I've wanted to pick up a guitar and just see where these lessons will lead me. <laughs> but then again, I say, you know what? Sometimes being the smartest person in the class is knowing who to call to do oh, it versus trying to do it all on your own. Sure, but but sure. but I give big ups to all the homies that are out here like playing guitar and stuff like that, producing on guitar. Because right. when I think of people like Q, Q was not playing oh. guitar when he first got to L.A., but the boy can play guitar now. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, crazy producer. Yeah, you got Buddha. He wasn't yeah. first a guitar player, but right. he's you know, I mean, you ask LJ, he'll say he can play guitar too. <laughs> but he's just he's just another guy. You know, what I'm saying he's different. But you got you, you got you got Freaky Rob, like yeah, all and then they how those instruments transition into to to one another is amazing. Right. But man, to get down to some more in depth things. I have a really good question for you is okay. what's one of the most vital lessons you feel like you've learned on your career in your career, whether it be um, as a not even whether I want to know what because I because there's lessons that we learn as musicians. There's lessons right. as we learn as producers, there's lessons as we learn just as people in trying to be in this industry in our own entity. Like what right. are some of the less but what was what was the hardest lesson you had to learn? I think the hardest lesson for me to learn um, initially was balance. Mm. I think because you're trying to do so much of one thing that you forget about everything else or you neglect certain aspects. Balance, I would say, is the biggest lesson that I learned when I first got into the industry after like I've been through a failed relationship in the industry and then going into a new relationship and learning how to make things work properly. It's about balance. Um, right. I think you know, me talking to like, you know, like guys like you have on the podcast or just some of the homies, just, you know, us top, talking shop 
and realizing that like everybody's got you know relationship or family stuff or even work wise you may have like five gigs you try to juggle them all how do you balance it all right and so that was one of the consensus things that like the constant things that I kept listening all the time was balance, balance, balance. So I would say my biggest lesson that I've learned and still learning, I'm not any kind of expert, but I have a better grasp on it is mm-hmm. balance. Yeah. And learning how to, if it's a work thing, how to sometimes involve your family, like, yo, y'all come to the rehearsal or y'all watch me rehearse, like here at the house. Like, what do y'all think about this? How does it sound? Even yeah. though you already know you've been locking in for hours that you know is right, but it's giving them the access to have so they don't feel like they're on, like, oh, He's all about his music and we're just kind of like second fiddle, you know, it's just right. Or if you got a lot of stuff on your plate, being honest with yourself, because I used to mm-hmm. give myself crazy anxiety, feeling like I got like six gigs this week, all different genres. I'm trying to remember whatever and being like, you know what? Sometimes I, I got to say no, because I don't want right. I don't want to give like a diminished version of the, the product that I can give you. I'm going to go right. out there and kill, but my mind is going to be. All over the place and i've got so much anxiety so by the time i get to the gig i'm like like oh my god because you got so much work like i got to get through this one and then i got to catch this flight to go over here Woo. listen you know what i mean so i used to try to give myself like the balance of understanding sometimes i gotta say no like this Ooh. week i'm only gonna this particular month i'm only gonna do this many gigs i gotta figure out what makes the sense you know and that would help no. my own my own anxiety every day Bro, exactly. It's really it, it it it's the greatest performance of grace with yourself. Oh, yeah. Because man, like we when you get here, you want to be part of everything. You got to feel like you got to be at everything because if you oh, miss yeah. something, it might be that big opportunity and as time progresses, you're like I've even learned how to say no to certain things and it feels good. You know what I'm saying? I feel I feel exactly. a little bossy about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like because first of all, I'm not as desperate that I need everything. Right. Because there was a season if you said no to something, that, that might that right. That no may linger for a while. Right. But and this is like the one you, thing that I learned. I like what you said about seasons because when I first got to LA, I'm in that season. You gotta do everything. You can't say no. Yep. Because you're trying to get your feet wet, you're trying to get submerged into it. But there's yep. like a, a place that you have to have that aha moment. Like, I'm not in that same season. But then, Correct. too, I've learned that sometimes when you say no to certain things, it'll come back around to you in another way. Yes, it will. Because yes, it if, will. if you handle it a certain kind of way. And I used to feel like guilty, like, oh, man, oh, man, I said no, I said no. But it's the way that I said no. You know, you, you could say no a certain way and it'll still come back around to you. If it's meant for you, it'll come back around to you. You know what I mean? So, yep. No, I absolutely, bro. I mean, I'm in a season right now that. I'm working with somebody. I, every time they would ask me or tell me that they was ready for me to do something, I'd be like, "Nah, I can't do it." But I would say I would never say I would say like, "But don't don't think I, just because I can't do it right now don't mean I can't do it later." Just right now, right. I just I gotta focus on this. But I want to do it. Right. Please understand, like that's what it's I want to do. You say no. <laughs> it's the way you say no. You might have to. You might have to. You might have to make a shirt with that one, Doc. I'm telling you. Man. That's a that's a word. It's the way you say no. Wow. Man, that's that that's that's amazing, bro. And yeah. from that from that lesson like if there was something you could go and mind you it's not like regret, but if there was something you yeah. could go back over your journey and change or fix or have done better, what would that be? Learning that lesson earlier on in life so that way I wouldn't Ooh. give myself anxiety. We all that's say that. <laughs> Yeah, like learning, learning first the art of saying no, but then how to say no. Those are the two because you can say no the wrong way, and people be yep. like, "All right, cool," and just close that door, and it's it's done. That Off. bridge is yeah, burned. It's 
you know what I mean? And then you're trying to do everything you can to be like, the, the men that- the I didn't mean that, yeah. But there's a way of learning how to say no in such a way that you still leave the door open. People understand, yep. no, he really wanted to do it, but like right now he's not, he's just not at capacity. He can't do it, but he right. wants to. So just in case it comes back around, hey man, I remember that time we spoke, man. I'm Listen, are you available this time? You know what? Actually, I am. Let's jump in. Let's get it done. So it's about Bro, the end. you say no. You know what I mean? It completely because I literally had a homie hit me yesterday, and they were like, "Yo, you available to do this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And mind you, it was a person that I don't norm. I've never gotten an um a call from. Now, mind you, I call them a lot, but it's of not course. to say they've never needed me. But right. they just know that I'm pretty much busy. But they didn't take my no as I can't call this person. It's just right. like let me let me leave that space available. Exactly. And um, cause sometimes now we do tell some people no, like no, oh, yeah, and no, sure. and <laughs> no here, no now, and no later. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. But man, like yeah, and I feel like that takes professionalism. That's a level of professionalism and maturity, because um, many guys, and that's the unfortunate part as to why you have many guys saying yes, and then they can't fulfill the cost of the yes right that yes like, is going to cost you it's a sacrifice woo! bro that I, sacrifice. I tell people all the time bro like there's times when um i would be on the road with people um and it caused me to stop complaining about what i do like <laughs> you can't go out on the road with somebody and complain about what your yes is providing like that yes has the capability of being anything right so if i say yes i said yes to everything that comes after this yes yep <laughs> for sure but also understand for whom this yes is being given to right understand there's expectations that i have in this yes of course meaning there's a certain there's a certain level that i need back you know what i'm exactly. saying exactly but the yeah. person giving the yes you're you're you really you really um you at the edge of the cliff but you can't it's a bunch of fog down there you don't know what's down there right you got to count out the cost man and that's a part and that's one of the things that too with this industry you don't always get all of the details sometimes you get yep. bits and pieces of it and you got to be you got to make the the quickest assessment and be like okay cool i'm, I'm gonna just jump and pray that my parachute is gonna open correct you know what i mean but if it doesn't i gotta have a contingency to make sure i don't kill myself you know what i'm saying so there's plenty Bro. of times where you, you, I've gotten calls, man. I'm pretty sure you've gotten calls where it's just like it's minimal information. It sounds good, but you ain't 100. percent But you're like, you know what? I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm gonna roll with it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you gotta call that. You gotta pull that that secondary parachute and just kind of get out. You know what I mean? You gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, and it's it's usually what's crazy is the yeses is usually dependent on the person in the relationship and right, and what they've shown you in character. Because you got some people, they'll they'll they won't give you some information, and you'd be like, "Look, bro, if I don't have this, this, and this in regards to you, Doc, I'm gonna have to give you a hard no, hard, I'm have to hard pass on that one." Sure, definitely. And it's no offense either; it's no offense, but it's really to understand like our yes, our yes has come with the price tag from us. Of course, of course, and. The people, the consumer doesn't know what that yes may cost. So you have to be willing to know that sometimes everybody can't afford your yes. And and that's okay. And you have to be that's okay right. with the fact that, because right. that's again, going back to the point of you understanding your worth. And that's one of the yep. things that I've learned in LA too. 
your worth changes, you know, and when yep. your worth changes or whatever, you got to realize that everybody can't afford your yes. And that's okay. That's not okay. to diminish yourself and not to be like, you're so hungry and salivating for that work. It's okay. Because that Absolutely. level of respect will come back to you where somebody's like, nope, you know what? It's beneath them. I'm not going to waste their time. Right. Right. Indeed, bro. And with that, like, I, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever wanted to give up as long as you've been in this industry? And mind you, knowing you in your past before the music, the, the military stuff, it have you ever wanted to give up even in the season of what's what what we go through as musicians? Have you ever had a moment Man. where you're just like, I don't know? Yeah, my first since it's me and you, you don't want to be transparent. My first actually my second time working with Lettucey. I was subbing the first time I played for her in, um, in Vegas. And it was just a, like, I was killing. But it's like, she kept looking over her shoulder trying to figure out who I was. In DC, she got a chance to ask me. But I think I played something a little different from the guy that normally sat, sat in that seat. And she, we haven't worked on like our dynamics and figuring out what it was. But the way like she came at me, it was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me, man. I'm about to be out. So I literally was just like, yo, I'm trying to figure out a flight, but it just nothing worked out. So it's just like, you know what, Carrie? Put, put your big boy draws on, lace your boots up, man. This is what you said you wanted. Like, you can't – now is not the time to be like you want out because it ain't go your way that you wanted to. Right. So went back in there, worked and tweaked all the things that she was talking about, got it there, killed the gig, and she was like, that's what I'm talking about. So I really had to put my ego in check to make sure I didn't, like, sabotage my future because I could have easily – bro, you already know – you get out there, you get in your feelings, you can sabotage and tear everything up. And next thing you know, yes, you, you never working again. <laughs> or you want a, a circuit that you really don't want to be on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and stuck. So, yeah, so definitely, for sure, I was met with that challenge early, early in my L.A. career. And had it, I'd done things differently. You and I probably wouldn't even be having this conversation because you're at, you were at a level when I first met you. Like, I would have never got a chance to even just have the conversation with you because I would have been blackballed mm. and been like, nah, man, don't mess with that dude. You know what he did? He did X, Y, and Z. Because wow. how you, I would have handled that situation. So yeah, I definitely had to like sit there, put myself in timeout, shake myself, get my ego on the check, and like listen and be like, go work on these things that she said. Come back to wow. the gig and murder it. You know what I mean? What could you share those things that she said? Man, I probably honestly, I'm, I might have been overplaying if I think mm, about okay. it. Okay. Wow. If I, really, if I really think about it, overplaying. Mm -hmm. And and almost to the point like it was like a competition. And, and this is the one thing that I, I tell my students all the time. I, I know when I tell this story, coming from Birmingham, a smaller market, mm -hmm. thinking that you got to play at such a high level because of it or what you think LA is yeah. versus just playing the music, right? And I'm like, yeah. it can't be that simple. You just can't be laying on these chords and that. You got to add a little extra. You got to give them everything. You got to give them all your work as if it was your solo. You're trying to do that the whole entire song. Right. And so she was like, I, I'm the singer. You're the guitarist. You got to support me. So I need you to like play in such a way that like your notes are not competing with me as if like I do a run, you're trying to do a run. I do a riff, mm. you're trying to do a riff. And so I had to learn that balance of I'm here to support. Like you already made it to the stage. You already are that guy. You don't have to right. do anything else on stage unless it's your time to be like, hey, smooth, take it and go kill it. But you're already on stage, so you've already you've already accomplished what you want to accomplish. So like be cool with just playing that particular part. And when it's time for you to step out, 
give them that work. And when you finish, step back in the pocket. Just be back in the pocket. You know what I mean? So that was the thing for me. So what would you say to someone who wants to get on the level that you're currently on? Like, what, what will be some words that you would share with somebody? You got to have faith, but you got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're you're setting yourself up for a long road or, or, or exactly failure. So have faith in your ability. Also, listen to the people and ask questions in a sense of, but find the, find the space as a safe space to ask questions. You, every space is not a safe right. space to ask questions. Um, so have faith. Um, have a plan, ask questions, but in a safe space and be willing to make the mistakes and learn from the mistakes. Because if you don't try, you're not going to learn. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes in some capacity. Right. You want to try to minimize how big the mistake is, but you're going to make a mistake because you're learning something right. and doing something that you have no idea what it is. So as, when you right. ask those questions and you get those answers, like use the information that you're getting it and apply it. Don't think that like, oh, I'm just asking the question to try to like, <laughs> Get to talk to the OG, like apply the information that you're getting and use it in order to make yourself successful. Right. No, nah, absolutely, man. What What's crazy to me is, and the reason why levels to this podcast exist is I wanted to ask the questions that I feel like many are afraid to ask. Many, many who feel like, oh, I don't have... I don't know if they're going to answer me. I don't hit them on Instagram because they probably get asked all these questions all the time. Or maybe... The worst thing, the question <laughs> might sound stupid. No, right. the stupidest question is the question that's not asked. Exactly. We're all people. Like exactly. it, it wasn't like today was the first day of mankind and we right. just dropped down into these these lives. Like exactly. we wish that, but even right. if we did, a lot of us would be like, "God, this is what you gave me." No, right. Absolutely, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. But. In that, like, how important do you feel relationships are in the industry, like, in learning? Super, man. Think about it now. Like, you and I got connected because we, first of all, we started out as neighbors and then, like, met up, like, doing music. And then we formed a brotherhood and decided to form a band. There's been plenty of times, like, like you said, you can pick up your phone and be like, yo, I got a young bull that wants to learn how to do whatever. That's relationship. There's been plenty of times that you've probably gotten gigs. I've gotten gigs based off of relationship. Hey, man, matter of fact, I, when right. I moved here to Atlanta, Thaddeus Dixon called me and was like, yo, man, I need you for to do like Jimmy Kimmel. Can you can you make it? That's off a relationship. Had we not worked together in the past, there's L.A.'s got a wealth of dope guitarists. But like relationship was like, no, I want my guy, Carrie. That's my homie. I'm going to bring him in so we can do whatever. So relationship yeah. is extremely important in the industry. If you have good relationships with depth to it, you'll be straight. That you can't you can't forsake that. So you got to have good absolutely. relationships. Absolutely, I mean, relationship for me, craziest thing is relationship for me is what has allowed my career to exist since 2011. And most of the opportunities that I've gotten, I didn't have to audition for. I've literally auditioned for one gig that blessed me to continue to sustain through my career. One relationship. Right that gained another relationship that let somebody else see me that gained another relationship that I met friends who said, Oh, you're good at this. I want to bring you on to this. Like right. relate. It, it takes one, one moment right. to, 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 to be the catalyst for everything else that we do. Very true, man. It's very true, man. Bro. And it's, it's, it's remarkable, bro. Like it's so, it's so amazing. 
that what I'm trying to figure out how did you how did you even get the the Shantae gig? It wasn't through me, or was it? It wasn't through me. I, I think feel it like, might have been because I think you I think you called me. I feel I like I did call you. Yeah, I feel like you called me. You're <laughs> like, yo, what do you have going on this time? But again, relationship. There's no way I would have right. that. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. Man, and she she loved she loved you. She I mean, <laughs> mind you, she loved Jinju too, but she loved she loved you. I mean, you brought such a energy and um I mean we have so many funny stories because right. so we used to do this I had you know I had to say it, but we used to do this show called First Fridays in North in in, oh, in, in the Valley. Right. Kelvin Truitt, I'm gonna have him on here one time. And I remember we were the house band. And I mean, shoot, we came up with so many great renditions of things. And I remember the day that (laughs) the great Tony Price, with his very unique characteristics, (laughs) said something crazy to you. And you looked at that band and everybody who knew your background was just like, Tony's playing with death right now. (laughs) You had the coldest look at that man. I don't even remember what the joke was, but I was just like, "I'll never joke. I'll never joke with right, Carrie right. ever again crazy. like that." Crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah. It's it's funny, but <laughs> Woo, that was a night, dog. That it was, was hot night. in there. That was a night. That was a crazy <laughs> night, bro. But moving on and staying just on on course, man. Like, what is one of the what is something that you feel like is unrecognized or like something that we don't pay much attention to that we need to pay attention to in the industry as musicians, producers, just the music industry at large? What is something that you feel like is not they're not pay, it's not being paid attention paid attention to or recognized as very important but needs a bit more depth or importance um brought to it? I would say relationships again. A lot of times, people are just like they. It's almost like a leak. Big time. People are trying to use a situation to move, whatever. But I feel like relationships are just as important. If we understand the authenticity, everybody ain't gonna be your best friend. Uh, that's one of the things. Let me go and make yep. that disclaimer. Don't look for your best friend in everybody, but you want to maintain a level of decorum and, and good relationships, so that way, if things come back around. You know what I'm saying? Or if you see somebody out, it'll be like, oh, your word or your name is good versus it's like, nah, we don't F with that person no more, man. Like, he's he's trash. So you want to keep it in Correct. such a way that you can still speak and be highly spoken of when you're not even in a room. You know what I mean? Bro, your name is everything in of this course. industry. Of course. I I remember when, um, I remember when, uh, what was that? Um, Shoot, I can't remember the name of it. What was that chat room that came out during um COVID? Are you talking about uh uh Clubhouse? Something house. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I remember being in Clubhouse, man, and there was a bunch of produce there was a bunch of like higher up producers, um, managers, tour managers and stuff like that. And I remember my mentor sent me to the room. And I mean these guys are like the guys talking right and my mentor ended up leaving the room he left the room and you literally had somebody else bring up bring him up in the room that he wasn't in and he was like yo he's the reason why i got snoop dogg he's the reason why i did this and he just heard people just continue to say 
all the opportunities they got based off of this guy that's no longer in the room. And right. I said, wow, that's the effect I want to have on people. Right, that course. even if I leave a room, my name still rings loudly, positively. Right. Positively, yeah. And people, that part, because, you know, some people have, you know, different experiences and stuff like that. But what's crazy is even if somebody may have a negative experience and you know that you meant it positively, those who speak positive of you would will will defend you and say, right. no, nah, that's not what that person meant. That's exactly. not what that person was doing. This is how you took it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I'm greatly appreciative of our relationship because oh, sure. now I'm able to sit here and look at your journey of right. where you were when I first met you to where <laughs> right. you are today. And I'm just right. like, time I see you somewhere, I'm right. like, <laughs> every time I see him winning, we win it. Exactly. We win it. I feel it. the same way, bro. I feel the same exact way about you, bro. Seriously. Man, well, I greatly appreciate you taking this time to rock oh, with man, me, definitely. talk with me, man. Like, please let the people know what you have coming up next, where they can see you, where they can find you, and more yeah. about your camp for those who want to, like, really learn how to play guitar and gotcha. get this access. Cool. Like, so if you really want to learn how to play guitar, go to carriescamp.com. That is K E R R Y S. K-A-M-P.com. You can try it out. So it's one of those things where you get a chance to kind of see if it, it fits what you, you know, the way that you learn or whatever. Try it out. We have so much content. We're constantly adding content. We've had special guests on. Some of your favorite guitar players, I've interviewed them and asked them questions to really get the insight and those nuggets are there. So those videos are, are in a catalog. So you can go through the list and be like, yo, I want to hear when J-Mo was talking about this, or I want to hear when Sean Hinton said this, or we had Eric Walls on. We have, we've had a lot of the industry's best because it's again wow. we talk about relationships so carrie's yep. camp is a wealth of knowledge man that you can definitely check out if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram it's carrie too smooth k-e-r-r-y the number two s-m-o-o-t-h and it's the same on youtube i try to keep everything the same so that way you don't have to like work too hard to look and try to find me also too, right. a few right uh, i'm going to be doing like a bunch of different dates or whatever so if you if you want to follow social media i'm always posting constantly i'm headed to dc tomorrow so if anybody's in the D.C. area, you'll see me tomorrow hanging out. I've got two different gigs. I'm playing with Major tomorrow. And then there's just like this huge reggae artist, Grant Morgan, that's doing something for Live Nation. So you will see me with a <laughs> my guitars on a my plethora. Yes, I got to take two. Um, so but yeah, just we're constantly man. working and we're constantly doing some new things or whatever. So, um, yeah, man, the, I'm easy to reach. And if you want to hit me up in the DMs, I'll answer your I'll answer your questions or just chat or whatever the case is. Wow. I'm an open book. Well, man, first of all, and last of all, I want to give you your flowers. I thank you for being an amazing person. You've always been the same. You've always carried the same genuineness. You've always carried the same stoicness, the same professionalism, and you've always been an open book. You know what I'm saying? You've never, you, you, you never walked in. You, you, we all walk in kind of like mm, a little skeptic, but you've right. never stopped it from allowing you to still al allow people to get to know great elements of you. And I really appreciate you for taking the step forward to say, I got a gift. I got the sauce, but it ain't, it, it's not necessarily for me to just have it and hold on to it, but to share it with the world. And I don't know if anybody said thank you recently, but thank you, bro. Thank you Man. for that. Because 
some of the people that I may call are will say, oh, when I ask them, like, man, what, how did you, what, what, where did all this come from? Oh man, I just I was I was under Carrie's camps, man, and you was under Carrie's camp. I'm about to FaceTime Carrie right now. <laughs> Carrie, look what you did. Right, right. right. <laughs> look what you done did. Right, man. Right, man, man. Well, I I love you so much, man. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to hit the stage with you again because I know God bro, is gonna make it happen, man. I know, dude. I'm looking forward to it's that. It's gonna be a wondrous day, too, bro. Like seriously, man. I appreciate you everything. Even taking the time out from a kid from Alabama, man, and just being like giving us a platform and working with us and and just being able to show us like, yo, do it this way. Don't do it that way. You know, bro, you gave me so much insight, man, that I can never like repay you for, man. That's why I said like brothers for life. We built something and like the, the genuineness that we have, the authenticity. You're more than just a friend, man. I look at you as a legit brother. That's why anytime you call. I'm answering the phone, you know what I mean? So, like, bro, keep doing what you do. I'm proud of you, man. Like, oh, just man, the strides same. that you've made, just to see you play, Thank see you. all the platforms and all the artists that you work with, the magnitude. Don't let, hey, don't let the quietness fool you. This dude is an assassin on the drums, bro. Like, this man is an assassin on the drums, bro. I love it, man. So, keep doing your thing, bro, man. Keep sharing this love. And I'm glad that you got this platform. It's going to touch so many lives, man. So, this is just the beginning, bro. Like, it's going to get even crazier, man. So, just fasten up, get ready for it, man. Man, you already know, y'all. This is Levels to this podcast. We had Kerry, this too smooth Marshall, and I appreciate him so much. And I thank y'all for being here. And just to let you know, if nobody told you they love you today, from the genuineness of my heart, I love you. I appreciate you for listening and hanging with us today. And we're going to see y'all soon. Y'all be good. <laughs>